Hey guys, and welcome back to episode 5 of the Ancient Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy. Today, I am alone. There is no co-host, there is no guest. It's just me, my words, you guys, uh, the studio. And yeah, I can't lie, lately I've been going for a lot. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna like do a proper intro or anything like that. I'm going straight in for the jugular. But lately I've been going for a lot, man. The pandemic, the lockdown, second lockdown. In the UK now, we're in, yeah, we're in our second lockdown. We should be coming out of lockdown, like, within the next couple of days um, with conditions and stuff like that. To be honest, none of it makes sense. I don't even watch the news anymore. Um, I just find it um, really depressing and draining, so I don't really watch the news too tough in terms of that, like, COVID and stuff. I'm following other things that are happening in the world, but not so much COVID. I'm not being, I, I, you know, the vaccine and whatever, you literally, they're going to have to pin me to the ground and give me this vaccine. There's not enough evidence for me at the moment for me to ever consider taking that. Um, and who knows, that could be my paranoia talking. You know, a lot of people are saying that, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists and this, that and the other. And I just feel like outside of conspiracies, it's just not something that's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? But talking about lockdown, lockdown has been tough. Lockdown has been hard for me this time around. My mental health, sometimes I don't know if it's deteriorating or I'm actually really sane and the whole world isn't, you know. And some people will be like, oh, you know, don't talk about yourself like that. It's negative to think like that. You know, even using words like sane and me not being sane and whatever, like. But this is this is me. This is my mental health. So I hope nobody tries to politically correct me. Well, not that you can because it's a podcast, right? So you can't really leave comments. But this is going to be going on YouTube because I am recording it. But yeah, like, lockdown has been sh- crap for the most part. I've been finding it difficult to sleep lately. My insomnia has kicked in really badly. I've had insomnia since I was really young. Like, my mum, as as soon as I started to walk and talk, even before that, she's like, she had trouble putting me to sleep. Although I didn't cry much as a baby, I just wouldn't sleep. And when I got into, like, um, primary school and stuff, yeah, again, no sleep. I hated going to school. I absolutely despised school when I was a kid, and I feel like all this stuff in, in, in during, like, this part of lockdown has really been coming to surface, especially with my insomnia, like, I think I went, like, I uh, did the math, like, uh, eight days, and I got 24 hours sleep between eight days, so obviously that's not healthy, and it's, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, go to the doctor, speak to the doctor, I've been speaking to my doctor since, like, since I was, like, 13, about my sleep problem, like, nothing's come of it, and I think this is, this is the thing, though, when I'm talking about, like, everything coming to the surface, I've always had certain issues with my mental health and things like that where I've tried to get help from my GP like when I was 13 I went to see my GP and I was self-harming and my mom's actually the person who took me my mom's like you know I've been having trouble with her sleep since she was young she doesn't sleep you know she's self-harming and and I and, and I remember my doctor asking me like what was wrong and I said like I just didn't fit in in the world I felt like I didn't belong and he was like to my mom at the teenage phase she's going through puberty and literally completely brushed me off um and then I realized my my mental health it never my mom never stopped trying to get help for my mental health she kept trying to go until unfortunately like when I was 21 and I had a really bad um psychotic episode and that whole story about my first like known episode is on is on my YouTube channel um which if you go to the links on on the ancient podcast you'll make your way to my YouTube channel um but yeah so that that's kind of like been what's reoccurring to me and these feelings of just not feeling like I belong like even as I, as I talk about this like I just find it really hard I'm here alone and I'm kind of glad I'm doing this alone because I can't imagine me talking about this with someone sitting in front of me 
Um, but, but yeah, I do feel like I don't belong, you know, in this world. I, I think lately I'm starting to feel as if like I'm literally like an alien. I've always felt a bit different from people, but I think more so now I find I feel it more as I get older and I feel like lockdown has, you know, some people can be like, oh, it's because, you know, you haven't been locked down, you're feeling like this. No, this is something I've genuinely felt my whole life, like every single sphere I've been in. And I have a lot of social spheres. If you know me, I'm quite a social cat. I know a lot of people. My network is strong, but I'm, I don't really, I wouldn't say I fit into any sp- group per se. Like I have really close friends dotted around um and that that itself becomes draining and I feel like with me I get I form attachments really really fast and I find it hard um when people you know it's, it's not reciprocal so I've been I've been struggling with that a little bit it's probably reflecting in my friendships a little bit and um you know during lockdown I was looking for a therapist because the NHS was just like non-existent during during lockdown if you know trying to get mental health care during lockdown has been a myth like I've called the crisis line. There's a crisis line if you have mental health issues. There's a crisis line. I've called it like so many times and you usually either get answer phone and no call back. So it's kind of stressful. But during last lockdown, I reached out to a friend who gave me a directory to find a counsellor and a therapist. And I have, and as I've been speaking to a therapist, and I'd like to say it's been since about August now, and what are we in? We are now in... November, right? Shit. November. <clears throat> and um yeah, like she's she's been she's been giving me a different angle on my diagnosis, which has also been opening my eyes up to so many different things. Um, you know, obviously I, I was di- I was diagnosed with schizophrenia, they then tried to change it to a BPD, then it was um refuted and, and it's uh, I have paranoid schizo- I have schizophrenia paranoid type and um that's my diagnosis, right? That was my diagnosis. That's been my diagnosis for four years. That's kind of what I've always known. Um, but what I didn't know is a lot of the symptoms of um, schizophrenia overlap with autism. Uh, I didn't know that, right? This is something that's kind of new to me. Um, I, when I was in school, like I'd say high school, a couple of my teachers um, thought I might have some sort of developmental um, issue but because I p- performed really well at school and was able to mask a lot of things they didn't really like bring it up um but I feel like in school I just had this weird facade of just being this naughty kid I don't even know if it was a facade I just found the work really boring um and I would just I would just misbehave and I went for a lot like growing up as a kid and I didn't have the most stable um childhood even though when it looks when you look at my Instagram like you think I would it was actually so funny Channel 5 reached out to me and they wanted me to be on that, um, what is it, get uh, rich teens, something like that. Like it's, it's about this program where like rich kids live the life of someone who's underprivileged and like Channel 5 sent me an email like, oh, you know, we think you'd be great for this as a kid, as a, somebody from a privileged background. And I was just thrown off because I was like, oh shit, this is what people see when they see my Instagram. They think I come from this like, I don't know, this world of privilege, but that's actually not the case. And it doesn't mean that my parents were bad parents. It was just everybody was in a bad situation, which is, like, so funny that all this is coming about because when I thought about doing episode five, I've actually, episode five, I'd actually put it off for days. I had, like, put off recording this for days, and it was last night me and my brother sat down and we were talking about our childhood and how actually it was really, really, really unstable. And there was only so much my mom could do... Um, for the most part being a single parent my dad just had a lot of his own troubles 
when we were kids and he couldn't be around. And I feel like my education and stuff like that kind of suffered. Um, attention towards me wasn't <clears throat> enough, especially at school. Like, my mo- there's my mom and then there's three of us, so it was hard, right? But, yeah, during school, like, there was a lot of, like, question of my functionality because there was a teacher, Miss Taylor, who was, um, she genuinely thought, that I, de- I had some form of autism or high-functioning autism. But I literally, at that at that point, I was like, me, autistic. Like, like, as a kid, you kind of definitely think, no, no way. Even though there was mention of it, didn't think twice, kept it moving, then got the diagnosis of schizophrenia. But this new therapist I have kind of brought that up and it made me think. And then weirdly on social media, all I kept seeing was like these autistic posts, like posts about aut- autistic posts, these posts about autism. And I never thought it would because I've actually dated somebody with autism and, you know, <clears throat> I don't know, like, I don't never like, I didn't really think that, you know, not saying that I think I'm autistic, but there was so much overlap, right? There's so much overlap between schizophrenia and autism and she she, she wanted, she's basically just giving me her, her opinion, isn't it? And she thinks I'm autistic. That's basically what I'm getting at, guys. She's giving me her opinion and that's what she thinks. And um, I don't know how to take it, but it's definitely made me see things differently. I don't think I'm going to walk around calling myself autistic or anything like that. The actual term is ASD, so it's Autistic Autism Spectrum Disorder or ASC, some people call it. And it's a part of this DSM model. And I don't want to get into much of the technicalities of it, but there's certain things I'm learning. And I'm like, huh? Because, you know, with girls and autism, they tend to mask and stuff like that. And I did feel like that. I did feel like, you know, during my childhood, like I did have to just act a type of way to get by, to not get bullied because I got bullied quite badly. And I realised that if I act, you know, I remember in school, like, you know, I remember even growing up, family members and stuff used to call used to call me retard. Like, retard is a word that I hate. I hate it so much. Um, it's not nice. I, I know to you guys, you're just thinking, yo, you're Sammy. Like, I wouldn't think of you like that at all but I think yeah growing up I've had to be a type of way to get by and to survive and um, I feel like it's all coming out now thanks to COVID and the lockdown and everything and I know it's like when I have when I used to have meltdowns when I was a kid and it all just kind of makes better sense but a lot of that a lot of the same symptoms are, are reflected in schizophrenia as well which is why I said I probably won't be walking around saying that but it was just I'd never understood that I never understood autism in that regard. Like, I'd met people that had high-functioning autism, but I, I guess, that you know, studies in women are different. And like I said, I'm not going to walk around saying that I have autism, nor do I care too much about diagnosis too much and labels. I just want to understand my symptoms. When it comes to labels and stuff, when there's, you know, the other day someone was like, oh, you know, you shouldn't label yourself as this, that, and the other. And I was like, as a person with xyz i feel like i'm allowed to use that label it's my label to use you know my whole life has been a whole question mark i didn't understand certain things about myself so when people turn around and say like you know don't you know you use a label as a self-fulfilling prophecy or become this thing and it's such an ableistic view if you ask me like if you think that way then i don't know in it for your mindset or how you understand human beings or whether or not you understand at all because um, the label is for me to understand myself, to understand my symptoms, and people like me, we can use our labels. We should be able to lo- use our labels of our, the you know, neurotypicals telling us that we shouldn't use them. So, yeah, that's another thought I've been having. And there's, like, a load of other stuff. I thought when I come in here, I know exactly what I was going to say, and this is going to be, like, yeah, the best episode I've ever made. Who knows? It might be. 
but it's just a moment for me to tell you guys like what I'm thinking what's going on in my mind and coming back to the autism thing like I never even like like when I say I, I completely like overlooked it in terms of yo that could never be me like it was almost like a sense of denial even when it was posed to me like during my childhood and stuff like that I never took it on I had friends that worked with autistic children. I never even I never even bothered to ask questions about it until I met somebody who who was who had it and I was in a, I was in a relationship with them. And yeah, like I just it's just been on my mind lately and I can't avoid it. It's like everywhere I turn it's there. And you know, if you look at me on social media, you'll know that I advocate more for it just because I feel like women especially don't it, it's it's completely uh, women women within autism are overlooked whether it comes to studies or anything like that autism is only looked at from the male perspective so that's like something i've been finding really interesting and it's been taking up um a lot of my mental space i mean i do tend to hyperfixate. so when my when when my when the therapist i have now who's not provided by the nhs like po- posed that to me i had to think you know i had to think outside of the nhs bubble because I, I also understand that, you know, things like borderline personality disorder, bipolar, all these, like, psychotic illnesses are, like, m- women of colour are more likely to be diagnosed with these kind of things, you know. So, yeah, and I'm starting to realise certain things that I was comfortable with, like, I used to drink and party a lot, and I realised, did I really like doing that? No, I think I was exca- escaping a lot of things that were actually going on in my life, so I used that as, like, a tool to not have to deal with anything, and I created this like party girl persona, and it really has damaged m- me as a person. You know, I don't think I had that kind of encouragement growing up to be myself and to be like the wholehearted version of me. And being on social media now, like, is even harder because I don't even know how to like present myself anymore because I had this like this image of makeup artist, party girl, going out, this confidence that I really honestly didn't have. Like, when I say I've literally taken on the personas of other people sometimes, like I just mimic things that I see and I've, it's gotten me by. Even with the whole makeup thing, I enjoy makeup as a creative thing and I always enjoyed it as a creative thing. But I do feel like I just went into the persona just to to survive, like being a brown girl in 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 the Western world and like just trying to fit in and blend in. But I still kept standing out. And... um you know, I just, I guess it's a part of me unveiling myself, you know, it's just coming to terms with that. I had a conversation with my mum the other day and how she felt um, about the whole, you know, AS, ASD, ASC, autism, that kind of stuff. And she, she kind of, she, it made more sense to her, especially when it came to me not sleeping. And only through my research did I, did I find out that's a massive symptom in kids of, um, with, with, um, you know, with autism or, or, or on the autistic spectrum. So yeah, I'm just learning more about myself so I'm going through a weird time and uh, it's affecting my sleep it's, it's affecting a lot of things COVID's not helping um, when my paranoia is at its worst I tend to not want to go outside so um, yeah I other than that guys I've been redecorating at home if you've been following me on social media like I thought like let me just get all the hard stuff out of there let me just get all the deep talk and stuff out of there so you guys kind of you know, throw you in with the deep end and reel you back in with the warming stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, this is just me, guys. This is just me in my rawest form. I couldn't, I couldn't, sometimes I think, how was I ever any other, any other way? Like, how did I even survive in that confidence? Like, 
and I realized like because I didn't have encouragement to be myself like I didn't have that like someone being like it's okay to be this way it's okay to be soft it's okay to be shy because the persona I had built over the years like was just this angry rebellious teen and I'm and I'm actually not that like I'm really not that like that like I'm just a chill person I like to be at home I like to be with my family I don't like a lot of change um and I just feel like it's like oh my I, I've, I've lost half of my life trying to be something I wasn't um and um I just don't want to yeah I don't want to sacrifice my mental space no more so I'm trying to just be as transparent as possible I'm learning more stuff about myself um about ableism about how much I've had to change myself to to fit a certain um view of the world and how you're meant to function and it's just drained me man it's drained me to the core but if I didn't have lockdown if I didn't have the pandemic I didn't have these moments to really reflect to be away from the world to to be stripped away from my friends I don't think I'd understand myself this way you know I understand myself so much better now and yeah even just saying that out loud I just feel so much better just feels good guys I can't even tell you like I can't even explain it even sometimes I feel like even today when you're listening back to this podcast maybe there's a tone and change in my voice but I realize when I'm even having conversations with people I have to act in a certain way because if I use my normal talking voice if I use my normal expression um I, I don't think people want to talk to me but this is how I am on a normal like I don't show much emotion and I don't really I'm not as bubbly as I seem I I'm thinking about it now I'm just not really that bubbly but when I'm in front of people, it's years of masking. I just have to act a type of way. I have to be a type of way. I have to like present myself in a type of way to make other people comfortable. And I'm just kind of really tired of it. Even though I think I still do it because I'm conditioned to be that way. And I have to survive in this world. That is just. I don't even think we can get rid of ableism. I don't even think if it's a thing that's going to go. Um, but yeah. Some of you guys might listen to this and be like, yeah, Sam, I think you're normal. There's nothing wrong with you. Even that kind of shit kind of pisses me off. And it's just like, yeah, I know I seem pretty normal, but I am normal. Like, there's not much different. I'm just have different symptoms. Like, I have I have symptoms that I go through in my life and I have to I have to go through them. I don't I don't wake up one morning and it's not like that. I don't make wake up one day and the world isn't completely different to me. Um, But yeah, man, like other than that. That's just basically how I've been feeling. I just feel like I can't do it anymore. I can't mask who I am. I want to be more my more myself. Even if you like notice, I'm being more open about liking things like Pokemon. There was a time growing up where I didn't even let people know that I liked cartoons because I thought people used to call me babyish for liking cartoons. And then I realized that oh, actually, people do like cartoons and they don't get called babyish. But why do I get called babyish? And why is like certain things that I do? Why do I get called these names and other people don't? And I don't know, really, why. Maybe it's a bullying thing, who knows. Maybe it is this ASD, maybe I am an alien, maybe many things, who knows. But these are just my thoughts, you know. When I told my therapist, I was kind of really quiet. And I've been doing therapy virtually, it's not the one, guys. I'll tell you that much, because I don't really like being on the phone too much. I just don't like being on the phone, I don't like Zoom calls, I find them really uncomfortable. Um, even for episode five, like some people are like, why don't you just do like a Zoom call with somebody? I was like, don't you understand? I just don't like Zoom calls. FaceTime, I only do it with friends if I have to. Otherwise, I won't. I prefer to just text or email, um, even if I make a hundred typos. But yeah, guys, this is just me, me being my authentic self. I'm also thinking like after lockdown, will I be able to do the things I used to do? 
Will I be going out as much? Will I be partying as much? I like to dance. I like music. Dancing makes me feel free. And that's why I think even growing up as a teen, why I even took up drinking and dancing and stuff. Like when I would drink, I could just let loose. When I could drink, I weren't. So, I wasn't so nervous. When I was high, I was smoking weed, like I'm more relaxed. So I'm just trying to take these parts of my life away to really understand myself and unplug, and like unplug from the bloody matrix that we're all in right now. But yeah, guys, I hope I didn't babble too much. Um, and uh, you know, that was that really. That's basically it. That's the end of this episode five. Mic dropping right here, really. It's weird when you're alone, isn't it? There's no one else to bounce off with. You're just here. It's just you, your thoughts, echoing inside your head. Because that's what it's doing right now. Echoing inside my head. And, um... You know, coming back to the thing about not feeling like I belong... It's really exhausting sometimes, you know. It's really exhausting to feel like everyone around you or no one around you understands you. Because most people don't. I, I, I'm noticing my mum probably understands me the best. Like, she knows I've been having a weird week. I've been not feeling my best, I guess. But especially with my sleep being up and down. And I like the same type of food. I like to eat the same thing over and over again. I could eat... Uh, we have the spaghetti dish we make at home called Barmy and... I, I, my mum made me that this week three times. Today as well. I had it today before I left. And um, it's just certain things like that. Like, I used to, like, hide this stuff. Sometimes when I go to people's houses, I, I eat and I force myself to eat. And it's not good. And, yeah, this is kind of me being open because I find it hard to actually express myself. I find writing statuses on social media easy to express myself. But I find it hard to sit down and tell anyone how I'm feeling. Even with my therapist, I think I unload much more into my poetry and my statuses online than I do to my therapist just because I find that platform easy um I didn't find this podcast today easy I found it really difficult actually um to be here alone and to let that out so um yeah I hope you guys appreciated this um if you guys want to be um a a co-host or a guest on the podcast please just hit me up in the dms on the ancient podcast or email us at the ancient podcast at gmail.com and um, yeah, if you want to be a guest, just hop on. Next week, I've got a great guest coming on, one of my good friends, Ian. He's amazing. We're just going to be catching up and chatting all things mental health. And um, yeah, guys, I guess from today, I, I just want to say, like, be kind. Like, be kind to others. You really don't understand what other people are going through, how many, how, how much people are trying their best to just fit in in a world that might not be built for them. Um and I, and I feel like I've had to do that my whole life. And it's exhausting. And I would hate for anyone to go... I would just hate for that. I'd hate that, you know, in 10 years' time or in 5 years' time when I have kids and stuff, that the world hasn't changed, that we haven't changed ourselves, that we haven't understood more. And, you know, if, if you listen to this podcast and you don't know much about mental health or you don't know much about autism, I think it's high time you took the time out to learn because people with these um, conditions and um, the way that they are living and stuff like that, like life's not easy do you know what I'm saying like life's not easy you have to do double the work just to be just to be seen as normal and it's just not fun like because I just want to be I just want to be this you know and if I can't be this in this world like what's the point that's how that's how it boils down for me so yeah guys just remember to be kind um kind to yourself most importantly to love yourself 
that the world is kind of scary for all of us and I completely understand that and that's why it's so important to just be kind to be mindful understand that not everybody is having it the same as you especially at a time like this people are learning things unveiling childhood traumas unveiling so many things in their lives you know right now losing their jobs I know people are going through hard times financially um, and it's just you know it's the end of the year and I just hope that we can all end on a on a positive um but yeah guys thank you for listening to this ep- this episode um I probably left you guys maybe on a little downer I don't know um but let me know what you thought of this episode share your views um let me know if you understand maybe you're going through something similar maybe you're getting diagnosed with something in your adult life and it's scary um or being suggested a diagnosis or whatever like you might be going through a hard time so let me know how you guys are doing um leave me any sort of comments and stuff at the ancient podcast if you'd like to be a host um just get get at me at the ancient podcast um yeah bye